Here's a question for you. Are you confident in your church's mission and strategy? And are the people on your team on the same page when it comes to that mission and strategy? We'll talk about this important topic next with Eddie Smith, founder of the Tharseo Group, on the Church Solutions Podcast. Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And welcome once again to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. I guess people call these episodes. Uh, We've been doing podcasts before it was popular to do podcasts. But this is the Church Solutions Podcast. Thanks for being with us today. My name is Phil Thompson, and with me is Michael Gray. Michael, how are you? Great, Phil. How are you doing, man? All right. Michael's adjusting his camera as we do audio as well as video here. Uh, Steve Lacey is normally our little uh, partner in crime here, and he is not here today. We got Michael with us. And it's good to be with you here in sunny Tucson, Arizona. So today we have a special guest. As we sometimes do in our podcast, our guest is Eddie Smith. Eddie is the executive director of the Abilene uh, Library uh, Consortium, and he's also the founder of Tharseo, uh, the Tharseo Group, and that's Greek. As uh, I knew that was Greek, but he told me later what it meant. I, I've had like 40 years of Greek, 40 years since I took Greek, and so I, <laughs> I can sometimes pronounce it, but I, I couldn't uh, remember what it meant. So Eddie actually has a couple master's degrees. Uh, in English and library science. Uh, He's been involved in more than 20 years of of really helping organizations, executive leadership, strategic planning, uh, even some software development. He's worked in some management roles with uh, higher education and nonprofits. And Eddie has also serves as an elder at his church, uh, Beltway. It's yeah, it's Beltway Christ, Beltway Park Church. Sorry, Beltway Park Church in Abilene, Texas. And uh, he's got a real passion for teaching, for missions, and also seeing people walk in newness of life. And the reason we have Eddie on today is because Eddie uses what's called the Patterson Life Plan and also uh, Strata Process to to activate people and help people develop plans for their lives and working in organizations as well as personal as, and as well as professional. So I'm going to let these guys, I'm going to let Mike as well as, uh, I'm going to kind of step out of the picture here and let, let Eddie and Mike really talk here a little bit. Mike, Michael Gray, of course, many of you know, Michael, he's also involved in, in involved in life plan and uh, life plan is for those of you who don't know is it's really a, uh, it, it's a process, a unique process that helps give people clarity on where where they're at and where they want to be and the next steps to get. And then there's the other part of that, or at least it's related, I guess. The, the uh, Stratop is a strategy system that helps teams clarify where they're at and headed at. So, uh, Eddie, welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks, Phil. It's my honor, truly. Well, we're glad to have you here. And uh, as, as you may know, we, we have a lot of people that are pastors, executive pastors, key volunteers in their church that listen to this podcast because we we are a company that works with churches and the technical aspect of things with streaming and all that stuff. So I'm excited about this because uh, many people in leadership, they're in leadership, they're doing things, but they need a plan for their life. 
they may have stumbled into leadership and they need some clarity. So what I'm going to do here is let Michael Gray ask you, <laughs> Eddie, put you on the spot, Eddie. What's the first question you're going to ask Eddie, Michael? Well, <clears throat> I'd like to call the year 2020 the year of kicking and screaming. Uh, <laughs> we're all being forced to do something we don't want to do in some way or another. And we're, so it's not an option. So that's where this idea came from today. I wanted to ask Eddie. So contrast for me being forced to stream, you know, our, our, our listeners being forced to stream their content to their audience versus what if they went through your process and had a strategy built around how to get that in, how to get that stream out to people? Yeah, so, well, that's a great place to begin because truly, even if you had a plan, I think at this point, you know, on the 30th of November, we would all admit that any plan, no matter how good it was, would not have survived 2020. Like, <laughs> you know, who would have thought that, you know, here we are at the edge of December that we'd still be uh, living in such unpredictability and uncertainty. Yep. Um, and, and ultimately that's, that's the real advantage of strategy, right? is, and this is where Stratop really provides the perspective more so than lots of other strategic planning methodologies. And there are a lot of them and, uh, and they're good. Any strategic planning is better than none. Um, <laughs> but um, the goal, I think, ultimately uh, for an organization, particularly a healthy one, is not to have a plan. The goal is to have perspective that feeds strategies and basically that drives your mission um, because plans change <laughs> I, I think there's not a single strategic planner on the planet who would at this point in 2020 say hey plans you know once you set your plan you got it you're made in the shade it doesn't work that <laughs> right it, you have to you have to adapt you have to you what you really need organizationally from a leadership perspective and this is just this is true of any organization, um, but especially churches, um, and particularly even just in our own lives. We have to understand who we are and what we're about, what our purpose is, what our mission, what our drivers are. And we have to do that in the perspective of, of our current reality so that we can operate from a strategic vantage point <clears throat> rather than trying to follow some plan that we set six months ago or heaven forbid five years ago and trying to then run with that um and you know uh and, and make it work somehow in the midst of you know environmental chaos <laughs> going on around us and so really the goal is not to create a plan this is where i got started in strategic planning uh, just as an organizational leader uh, I did what many, many organizations do. And in my case, uh, it was a nonprofit organization. And, you know, I hired a consultant and they we brought in a consultant and we spent days with the board and the executive team um, making a strategic plan. The consultant went away, wrote a beautiful report, um, printed it in binders, sent it back to us. Um, we distributed it to all our board members. 
um, and it still hangs, you know, on the shelf, <laughs> collecting dust to this collecting day. Dust. And yeah, yeah, it's collecting dust. And um, c- kind of the the sort of the eye opener for me organizationally was a couple of months after that whole process, which cost us, you know, fifteen thousand dollars plus travel, and you know, and we uh, we were in a board meeting, and I had a board member refer to the plan by the name of the consultant that we hired. Um, he basically, he called it her plan. And in that moment, I realized this is a, a colossal failure of ownership, <laughs> right? We had spent all this money and all this effort and we didn't, we didn't own the plan at all. Uh, we even called, we even referred to it as her plan and uh, <laughs> it wasn't our plan. It was her plan. And uh, and that that made me realize that from a just from a leadership perspective, we have to go about this differently in order for us to own what we come up with, in order for us to feel like we truly are invested in in the directional things that this is pointing us towards. Um, but also because no one knows our organization better than us. Right. And, and if you're the leader, um, no one's perspective on the organization is going to be as insightful, especially someone from the outside, it's going to be as insightful as your own. No one knows the nooks and crannies of the organization like you and your leadership team do. Uh, And so they need to own that process. They need to, uh, you know, this process needs to somehow get everybody on the same page um, and sort of set directional and, and set priorities, but also it, it needs to provide that perspective and that context and the, bringing in the institutional history and and also you know individuals talents and strengths and um, that feed and funnel uh, that that experience into a direction that drives the mission uh, because stuff changes uh, things happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and doesn't it? <laughs> that adaptive yeah that adaptability um, isn't there if you're trying to work a plan that you've established what you what you really need to do is not have a strategic plan but you want to uh, you want to basically operate strategically um every day so that when stuff changes you can you can uh, adjust so i, I would say <laughs> yeah well no but but it but but but, but very good because you know when when life happens when right. 2020 happens and suddenly you're thrown back on your heels. If you know who you are and where you're going, it, it doesn't take forever to, to chart a new path. It, it, but if you don't know those things, so in the context of churches, uh, so from the beginning, we, we were meeting with churches and we're talking to churches and we're like, uh, uh, don't stream now while you have to, and then turn it back off once church comes back together, because you don't know what is going to happen in the fall. So right right now, many churches are shuttering and closing again, because things are getting bad again. So you don't operate in panic mode, you operate in perspective mode. Uh, yeah, yeah. Help, well, help and, you me know, unpack. You 
you want you want to not just be i mean sometimes you have to be reactive there is you know, yeah absolutely 2020s taught us that you have to that, you have to react yeah. times and um um but you want to be able to do that with a clarity that comes from really understanding um mission and our vision of where we're headed um, vision is about direction, right? It's about destination. Where are you going? Where do you want to end up? Uh, and you want to do that in a strategic way that, that not only meets the immediate need, which is the reactionary part, but also aligns with where you intend to be moving anyway. Uh, and you want to do that very thoughtfully. Uh, and that, that thoughtfulness doesn't come easy. It comes from lots and lots of reflection and lots and lots of, of perspective about how you got to where you are, right? The, the analogy I love to use is when you, uh, when you pull up your GPS on your phone, you need directions um, to get somewhere, the GPS needs to know two things about you before it can tell you how to get anywhere, right? Uh, it, it's got to know where are you right now and what direction were you headed in when you opened it up? Um, without those two pieces, it can't give you instructions on how to get where you want to go. Uh, and so those, those, that's a good analogy of how organizationally we need to know which direction were we heading in um, and where are we right now and where do we want to go? And then we can start to build uh, a set of directions um, that move us that way, kind of in a, in a, um, in a, with an intentionality is maybe a good way to say it. This might be, uh, let me jump in here and ask you a question here, Eddie. Um, and this may be getting way ahead of the game here, but uh, you know, I mentioned at the start of the podcast too, there's life plan and then there's also strat op. And I think what you guys are talking about right, right now is strat op because it's a strategy for organizations, for teams. Do, would you suggest that people within those teams, like on a church board or, leadership team, should they do a life plan first? <laughs> uh, you know, is that, is that a vital thing they should be doing individually and then do the strat op and then do the strategy for the organization? Uh, elaborate a little bit on that. So that's a great question. Um, I would say that depends on your role. Um, personally, I think everyone should do a life plan. Everyone should, I, I mean, as, as believers and, uh, you know, God is a God of purpose and, and really it behooves us if God is a God of purpose and we were made for purpose, it behooves us to understand what our purpose individually uniquely is in that so that we can best live out that purpose. Now, in most people's cases, that purpose transcends whatever it is you're doing, uh, you know, nine to five, uh, Monday through Friday or Sunday through Thursday or however right. your, yeah. your weeks, you know, work. schedule, right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so you want to understand that purpose because you had a purpose in God before you started doing the role that you're doing and you have a purpose in God after you finish doing whatever role you're doing. Um, uh, and so I think as just as individuals, that behooves all of us to really understand that purpose and really um, know what that purpose uh, is, but also what it looks like to live it out across the whole of your life, not just in your work, but also in your family and your just in your own 
in your own self, in your, in, in your internal self. Um, but as to how that ties into organizational strategy really depends on your role, I think. I mean, any organization is going to benefit if everyone in the organization understands their purpose, understands their strengths, understands their giftings, um, um, understands how uh, the journey that they're on and which direction that journey is heading. All organizations benefit when individuals are that sort of self-realized and, and actualized in it. Um, but especially if you are the leader, uh, you need to understand both where the organization is headed, what the mission of the organization is, but also how that mission aligns with your personal purpose. Hmm. If those two don't go in the same direction, you maybe ought not to be leading that organization. Uh, that's <laughs> not to the benefit of the organization. And ultimately it's not to the benefit of you because you're not allowed to walk out your true purpose uh, fully as God intends. Uh, does that kind of answer your yeah, I think so. We used to use the analogy, getting the right people in the right seat on the bus or something like that. I can't remember. How yeah, yeah. Was. So yeah. that's uh, that's Jim Collins. Good to great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good to great. Yeah, yeah. It's about getting the right people in the right seats on the bus. You can yeah. have, you know, the, the right person in the wrong seat can feel like the wrong person. Uh, Andy mm -hmm. Stanley always says, and, yeah. uh, and that's so true. We've all experienced it. I've both experienced it as a leader and I've experienced where I was the right person in the wrong seat and just felt the discomfort of it. Um, and so that's really helpful organizationally um, on the individual side. It's, it's maybe less important organizationally if you're not, you know, a key leadership role. Um, um, but it still helps. It, it, even even if, you know, what I tell my people is if your purpose in life is to do something other than what we are doing organizationally, then I love you, I bless you, but I want you to walk out your purpose and fulfill God's plan for who you are because that's your contribution to the kingdom, which is way bigger than anything we would accomplish on any given day. Um, you know, I don't want people to leave. Obviously, what I want is for what we're doing to align with who they are. And that would yeah, be ideal. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Ba back to your bus analogy. <clears throat> it, it would make sense if you're the pastor, the bus driver, uh, to be going in the same direction as the bus. So, so, <laughs> so yes. A bus is very difficult to drive if you're continually looking in the rearview mirror. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or you're always glancing down some side street because you really want to go that direction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no doubt. No doubt. And so, I, I think organizations are at their best, um, and particularly churches are at their best when there is alignment between those two areas, right? So when when people understand what their plan for their life is and what their purpose in life is, and they see alignment and feel alignment, um, then uh, that's when work becomes empowering. That's when work really stops being a four-letter word and starts really being a, a generative um, yeah. place of joy and, and, and uh, enthusiasm and energy and, um, and organizational accomplishment. Yeah, passion. Passion, so, passion so, becomes your fuel. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so let's let's uh, let's bring it into a real practical. Since so many people. Uh, have been forced against their will <laughs> to, uh, 
church-wise to do different things this year than we've ever done before, how do we help them begin to take the steps to move towards being forced to transition to now let's actually have a strategy that to move to how do we do this well i have to do this now let's move to how do we do this well yeah so if you so if you understand your mission mission really flows from a, a perceived maybe need or um some kind of external, you know, call or sense of purpose. Um, you, you know, in churches, we all kind of have universally, we, we share that sort of external uh, need. Um, and out of that, or, or that funnels into a, a, a mission, who we are, why we are here. Um, and that, that why then funnels into a where, a destination. Where do we want to go? Likely, those things don't change. No matter how chaotic, uh, you know, daily life is, no matter how crazy 2020 and, you know, with one month left still on the books, who knows what it is yet to throw at us. But um, likely, your mission and your vision for where you want it to go aren't really changing all that much. And that's true. They shouldn't change that much. They should be um, over the horizon kinds of things. Um, you know, in the case of mission, the big why, what drives us day to day. But out of that, of the accomplishment of how we get to that vision comes strategies. So asking the question about how really drives strategies. Um, it's very easy to try to answer the how with a series of tactical kinds of really short focused um, things to do. Uh, and this is kind of the plague of our modern leadership is we're, yeah. we're driven, we're really driven. And so we want to do things. Um, and we think that leadership is about doing things <laughs> instead of leading <laughs> others. Uh, and so um, it, you have to kind of step back from that a bit and really think of it at a kind of a higher level of, okay, how do we accomplish this in terms of strategies? Um, because strategies will then dictate tactics and you can change strategies. And uh, I'll give you a great analogy that I always love to use because uh, I'm a chess player. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, in chess, you're, you're sort of, your mission in chess is to execute the game according to the rules, right? So that's kind of the the high level mission. Your vision is to win it, right? To, to beat your opponent. Um, and so you, you, you form a strategy. Uh, and in chess, a good strategy, especially at the beginning of the game, is always, you know, my strategy is I'm going to go for my opponent's queen because the likelihood of them winning um, when they don't have their queen is, is pretty low. And so uh, and so you begin to execute a series of tactical things that drive, that are driven by your strategy. Um, but it's, it can be very obvious sometimes if just a few moves into the game that you're being outplayed, <laughs> that your opponent is way more skillful at this than you are, which requires you to readjust your strategies, to fall back to that strategic level and rethink. Now you're not changing the mission, right? Your mission is to still play the game uh, according to the rules, uh, and your vision is still to win, 
um, but you got to change strategies, right? And so you might think, well, I'm going to uh, take, I'm still going to take my opponent's queen, but I'm willing to risk my own queen to do it. Um, because statistically, you've got a pretty good chance of not losing a game if both queens are off the board. Uh, and so you modify your strategy. And this is, this is the process that we have to work, work through organizationally as life continually changes around us. It's continually coming back to those questions of, does this move our why? No, it doesn't move our why. Does it still move our where? No, it doesn't move our where. We, our vision is still the same. All right, well then does this move our strategies? Yes, this might mean that we have to take a different strategic direction. And really in that case, what we're doing is you're taking that vision and you're using it like a lens and you're looking through it like, a, like you would through a pair of binoculars or a telescope or something uh, to get a look, what does life look like <laughs> through this lens, if we were to accomplish this vision, what does it look like? From there, we can begin to ask, okay, well, how do we get to there? Um, and some of those hows are the things that change. Uh, and then obviously tactical level stuff happens. That's, you know, now you're in, the, you're in the game board and stuff is moving all the time and you just gotta watch the whole board and, and pay attention. Cool. Yeah. yeah, does that kind of answer? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Uh uh, I, I would say in our in our context of dealing with so many different churches, the conversations that we're having, I would say, are coming back to the fact that they haven't spent the time to understand who they are and where they're going. Right. And obviously how they got there is part of definition of who they are. Uh, yeah. uh, so they're missing that component. So we're yeah. out, as you said, trying to create, trying to create all of these strategies without doing the undergirding work of who are we and why do we do what we do? Right. And I'll give you a great example. Uh, one of my clients is a faith-based nonprofit. They're a mission organization. Um, and for many years, they have uh, traveled the globe um, and done leadership development um, training like schools on the ground in foreign countries. Um, that's their vision, right? That's their contribution to the kingdom. They have found their why, they understand what they're about. They know what their strategies are and they were running at it um, uh, 90 to nothing and traveling the globe. And suddenly they can't travel <laughs> oh. this year. And, uh, and that's a good example of, they actually had to come back and rethink their vision not only did all their strategies change, but their whole vision needed to shift, right? And so in, in my chess analogy, right, that's, this is when you realize that I'm, I'm so seriously getting outplayed that I can no longer have the vision of winning this game. <laughs> Fortunately, in chess, there is a third option besides winning or losing. There's a, you can cause a stalemate, which is neither a win nor a loss, but it's not a loss, <laughs> right? And so you can begin to, well, my, my vision now is to mid-game rethink and shift my vision for what I, the destination I want to head. I'm no longer heading for a winning destination. I can't get there from here. I'm going to head instead to a, a stalemate destination, which might mean wholly different strategies in the case of a chess game. And in the case of my 
client who uh, was a global uh, traveling um, nonprofit that did missions work, um, they had to think of a different vision. Uh, and so they came all the way back to vision, but they did that in the context of, okay, they actually went all the way back to mission and asked the question, is this still our why? Does this mission still drive us? And the, their answer was yes. Okay, well then we are going to look at a different destination to fulfill our why, our purpose. Um, and that yielded all wholly different strategies for 2020 and a complete pivot of the organization. And they're remarkably successful in it. But because of the, which is exactly what you're talking about, Michael, that they had done the work ahead of time to know what they were really about um, and really let that shape um, how they reacted to the chaos. <laughs> um, you know, some organizations could have just said, well, we can't travel, we can't do anything. We just hang a out of order sign on the door and, mm. you know, mm. They put the time and effort into that. Look, we're out of time, guys. I, I can't believe it, but we've flown. <laughs> the time fun. has flown. It's been fun. Uh, Eddie Smith has been our guest, the uh, Thaseo Group. Uh, so, Eddie, how can people get a hold of you if they have questions? Because we, we covered some stuff here, but there's a lot of questions people have about uh, Stratop, the strategy there, and even Life Plan. Of course, Life Plan, Michael Gray, uh, can certainly address that for people. But how can people get a hold of you, Eddie? Uh, yeah, well, you can email me, uh, Eddie Smith, E-D-D-Y-S-M-I-T-H, at Tharseo Group, T-H-A-R-S-E-O-G-R-O-U-P, dot com. Uh, and I'm happy to answer any questions or, or provide any assistance if I can. Um, uh, especially, uh, my heart's desire is for uh, kingdom-focused organizations, churches, uh, faith-based nonprofits who who are doing kingdom work, um, and um, these are not skills that we come out of the womb having. We we have to learn them, and you know it takes discipline, uh, it takes organizational discipline. Uh, but we're so much more effective for the kingdom uh, ultimately if if we if we really nail these things down. So. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm sure that uh, for a lot of people, it's like uh, it's helped spark to maybe re revisit some of these topics. And for some people, like it opens up a whole new door. So I'm sure there's questions. So, and folks, uh, if you missed some of that stuff, uh, besides backing up the tape, you can just send us an email support at streamingchurch.tv and we'll pass on information to Eddie. And uh, Eddie, thank you so much for being our guest today on the Church Solutions Podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. My honor. Thank you. Yeah. And Michael, thank you for being here again with us. Yeah. Always Steve, happy to. Yeah, it's always good to have you here. And Steve Lacey will be back with us another time. My name is Phil Thompson. On behalf of our whole team here, uh, please take care of yourself. Uh, we'll catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast.